0: For the fans in the Midwest, but heard coast to coast. The ones that bleed red and yellow. This is the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. What's going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast over on Blog Talk Radio today we're going to be finishing up our interview with Kyle Herrick regarding the defense and where we think they will end up against the New England Patriots on Thursday night. So let's get into it. So today we're going to start with the secondary since we gave a little teaser about that yesterday and we're going to talk a little bit about Philip Gaines and what we expect him to do uh, now that Steven Nelson is out and did you hear anything prior to the last couple of days about Steven Nelson leading up to this?
1: I never even knew that he was hurt, to tell you the truth. Um, the stuff that I read from uh, the official uh, reporter for the Chiefs it was that he was playing through it and that he was really trying to just kind of see if he could um, fight through it and stuff like that. And it eventually just came down to where he felt uh, he couldn't stick with people speed wise because he couldn't turn his hips fast enough. Um, which is understandable. I mean, anybody that's had even a slight tweak in their abdomen or if, or has had surgery or anything like that, um, understands that any kind of movement just kills. I mean, it it just hurts. You can't move. You can't breathe really. And it's, it's one of those situations where it just is really nagging and it, and it's better, um, you know, just like any strain is whenever you get it warmed up. But I think it's whenever, you know, he would play that first series, he'd be fine, and then he would go and sit and then you'd have to come back and play and it just it just continuously hurt after that. He I don't think he can really ever get loosened up. But you know how the NFL is and especially some of those coaches like Reed and Pilichek and you know the Steelers coaches. They they are organizations and coaches that don't really like to announce when people are hurt. Um, they they may mark something on um, the injury list, but they may not make a big deal out of it. And especially if the person continues to play. So with that being said, that's a huge loss in our in our our um, nickelback because he. As the last two years has really proven himself to be that person that can shut down that quick wide receiver on the inside. Um, I feel really, um, what might be done now that Terrence Mitchell is coming back is that we stick Terrence Mitchell again on the outside and put Philip Gaines on the inside. Um, since Philip Gaines doesn't like to get beat, and is more willing to maybe give up a few yards and make the tackle that, that may be a better spot for him. Considering also that Terrence Mitchell has more size and length, um, than Phillip Gaines, I just hope that we can find until Nelson comes back, uh, a nickel back that we can rely on. I mean, it's, it's one thing like, uh, we discussed earlier in the week that, we can stick Ron Parker up there, but then we're losing somebody over the top. And the thing is, is that Sorensen and Barry are going to have a hard enough time with Gronkowski, which you know they're going to be on him all day long. I mean, that, that's that's just what you have to do. You have to stick somebody that's good enough and that has proven themselves enough that they can do it on Gronk because Gronk is huge. I mean, he's... he's one of the biggest and most athletic tight ends in the league. I don't think he's the best. I think Travis Kelsey really is the best just based on pure injury wise. But if Gronk could stay healthy, um, it would be a strong duel between them. But Sorensen has proven that he can cover some pretty decent wide receivers and some tight ends. And we all know that Eric Berry can, but I would rather see Eric Berry be that hard hitter again, inside whenever we need the help instead of having always to factor on Gronk. So it's – our secondary is really going to have a test with not being fully healthy. Um, We talked a little bit earlier about Terrence Mitchell not having any playing time during preseason, which kind of scares me. But I also brought up the fact that last year when we brought him in, the first game that he got to play in was versus Oakland, who has – two really good wide receivers and we stuck him on an island and he ended up making the game-winning play really uh, on that last jump ball i mean i know people would like to say that it was more of a game to it but the thing is is if they get that ball they have a chance to tie the game and it's just
0: yeah because that was a fourth down throw wasn't
1: it yes it was i mm-hmm. mean that that was a turnover on downs i mean they he he was in great position he didn't hold he just stuck his hand up there and knocked it away and it was it was a beautiful play as a person that's played cornerback before and theoretically i know how to play it but uh everything they teach you is what he did and really the it continued throughout the rest of the season was that yes he was getting uh, given up some yards against some really good receivers like julio jones and things like that but the thing also was that he was in coverage, he was there. He was able to make the tackle whenever they got the catch. Which, with our defense, we've seen for the last two or three years, they're willing to give up give up a ton of yards, but we don't give up touchdowns, and that's that'll be huge, especially this week against the Patriots because that's how they beat you. They they will nickel and dime just like we do with our offense, but they always they generally get touchdowns a lot instead of just field goals. And I understand that we lost a playoff game, which still hurts on field goals, but you can't blame our defense for that. And it was with injuries and everything like that. People want to bring that up, but that's football. You're always going to have injuries. No one's going to be healthy, especially towards the end of the season. I think the biggest thing that we have to do is not allow big plays, which they went out and got a big play wide receiver in Cooks, um, it helps that Julian Edelman uh, is not going to be able to play. It's sad that he is out for the season. I mean, I don't want to see someone be hurt like that, but it helps us a lot because that would have meant that they had two very good deep threats and two very good underneath threats. So it's, I think the big thing for us is Ron Parker's got to play center field. Our three corners that are going to be on the field probably all game need to understand that they can't get burnt. They have to keep people in front of them. Terrence Mitchell is probably going to see a lot of cooks. He's got to understand that this dude is pretty dang close to as fast as Tyreek Hill. He's going to have a running head start uh, most of the time because they're probably going to play off him. He's not a person that you really want to jam because just like you see with Tyreek Hill, you don't get a jam on him, he's gone. I mean, it's it's just an easy pass. You put it out there about 30 yards, put some air under it, and let him run underneath it, and he's gone. Especially if he catches it and he has a, a yard and a half, two-yard advantage on you, it's not even a contest. So, well, and
0: especially since I, like, I believe that Terrence Mitchell is a better kind of man coverage and play up to the line, so you might see a little bit more safety help going to that side of the field so that he can do that kind of press at the line. And then if he does break off, there's that safety help over the top.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have another corner on the other side that's that you know can can be that person that can sit over the top as well and doesn't have to jam just to get good coverage um, out of Peters. It's I just fear that with the schemes that Belichick, the – ridiculous mind that he has when it comes to play calling and schemes and things like that. Um, he's really good at getting safeties to bite on underneath coverage with Gronk when he has Gronkowski and now that he's got him really healthy, um, it's just, I hope that we don't have to have Parker, um, really shade one side or the other Uh, just because I feel like if we have Parker shading one side or the other that just gives Tom Brady an easy way to pick someone apart
0: yeah I definitely uh, the thing I really liked about having three safeties last year that were all starting material uh, was the fact that when you had Sorensen and Parker on the field along with Eric Berry Eric Berry got to kind of move around and do his own thing he got to kind of you know, basically just move within the or within the defense and kind of you know just ball hawk and yeah, you know, he got wherever to be the Troy... ball is going or you know kind of try to stay hidden and then make a play. And so he got to be kind of like a if... toy
1: Polamalu, really.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if Which, we'll be was... able to do it as well with New England with all the weapons that they have. But right. I would definitely like to see some double coverage, especially on Gronk. Whether that's uh, Derek Johnson and a safety like Eric Berry or Ron Parker or having a corner and a safety. But either way, I would definitely like to see him double coverage for the most part.
1: Yeah, and mostly because Cooks is one of those players that really is just your over-the-top threat. I mean, he can he gets open underneath because they're so worried about it. But if you can play over the top with a safety, um, that really helps a corner be more aggressive at the line i would like to see it i just don't want to see us get burnt a bunch um, to start off with and give easy touchdowns to tom brady who's really accurate with the ball when it's going downfield
0: yeah and we talked a little bit about how alex smith is not like that deep thrower uh and while brady makes some deep to intermediate you know passes he makes his bread and butter by the short and you know 10 to 15 yards tops plays you know he beats you underneath and that's something that uh i expect a lot of especially with people like cooks and hogan
1: yeah and they run a lot of crossing routes um Mm -mm. that's kind of one of their feature things is to get you know the natural rubs and stuff like that that allows the players to just get open i mean it's it's super easy for them to get open because you're getting those natural rubs and it's an easy throw. And generally when they're doing that, you're looking at man coverage, which is harder to stay on whenever you're doing natural rub routes. So I expect us to really do a kind of a a man zone um, kind of mix. I think it's, it's going to be a lot of Man coverage, especially on the outside, and maybe some zone, and definitely some zone coverage from the linebackers, just to kind of mix it up so that it's not as easy as a, a read um, that causes Tom Brady to really have to think um, before he really throws.
0: Yeah, the good the good news is that all these guys have been, you know, they're they're pretty much all the same. Secondary from last year, so they've all worked together. They know what the strengths and weaknesses of each player is, and but the one thing that that all the the secondary didn't have last year was a pass rush, and now you have you know supposedly a healthy Justin Houston. You have a second year Chris Jones. You got D four back on his side, whatever that entails, and then you know (laughs) we talked a little bit about how the defensive line looks like a really good you know run blocking with. Alan Bailey and uh, Benny Logan back uh, – well, Benny Logan coming in and Alan Bailey back. But And then you got R&R who stepped up. But all of those guys not only have shown a really good uh, run defense, but they've also been able to get after the quarterback in the preseason. And having that pass rush on Brady will definitely help this secondary. And if they can play like they did last year in the secondary, but with a pass rush – we could be looking at a completely different defense.
1: Oh yeah, um, with a, if we actually have a healthy Justin Houston, this is going to be ridiculous. If we can get Justin Houston like he was versus Denver when he came back, dear lord, I mean we're gonna their pass our pass rush is going to be pretty unstoppable, um, especially with Chris Jones. the what some of the stuff he started showing towards the end of the preseason, I mean the dude was just chucking people out of the way and. Benny Logan, for what I saw on the run defense, you mentioned that a little bit, is, man, he's pushing centers where he wants them to go.
0: <laughs> he pushes the center back into the running
1: back. <laughs> right. And that's, and we had briefly talked before we started recording about um, Rameek Wilson and how he was just hitting gaps like they were going out of style, um, which has impressed me just so much. That was kind of one of the worries that I had this season was who they were going to have as that second linebacker because we really didn't do anything about that um, coming into this season. We didn't really pick anybody up before. We didn't try and pick anybody up before. Um, Yeah, we got a fifth-round pick uh, linebacker, but we knew that he wasn't going to be ready whenever our season started. We know that he's kind of a project. Uh, I saw some flashes of of awesome play during preseason, but – it was also against second- and third-string teams. Um, but, man, Wilson is not hesitating like he was last year, and that is a beautiful sight. If he can continue to just hit gaps before the running back does, that's that's going to help us out so much because if he's hitting the play-side gap that he is on, if it comes his way and if he, he's hitting play-side gap before the running back does and that running back decides to try and bounce it outside, I think we can we can help with that a lot more. And that's where I was talking about Eric Berry being that player that can really come up. Because that was something that you saw during the Steelers game is that he would come up after the gaps got plugged and he rocked Bell a couple times trying to bounce it outside. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the whole thing Eric Berry is good at is, is with run defense is he cleans that outside edge. And... If D Ford can get going like he like Houston does with really setting that edge and not allowing a running back to get outside, then I think our run defense is going to be much improved than it was last year. Understandably, we have Derek Johnson back that's going to help a lot. Uh, not maybe not necessarily in in tackles, and maybe not necessarily in getting to the backfield like he used to, but his intelligence and understanding formations and and knowing where people are are going just by. Um, where they move is going to be astronomical in helping us uh, with really setting a defense that knows what they're doing. I think that's going to be the big thing for our run defense this year is one having two linebackers on the same page of, okay, this is the formation they're in. They just motioned to this from our film study. This is what we know about what that means. And I, I think that's something that Wilson, I think, tried really hard to learn um, in off season, And it's kind of showing this year is that he's, he's understanding, okay, that guy pulled. I'm going to hit this gap before he gets there to plug it up. And then we'll see where the running back goes from there because I know I got another linebacker and a safety coming that can fill.
0: Yeah, touching a little more on uh... – D. Ford, that was, that's definitely something, you know, the run game is something that he really needs to, uh, step up in. I, I'm still not convinced that he can play well against the run. You know, speaking of the Steelers game in the playoffs, I mean, Bell was going after Ford. I mean, he, he was constantly going to Ford's side of the field. And the offensive line was given a lot of extra help towards Chris Jones and Justin Houston. And even with all that, you know, uh, Single lineman on Dontari Poe and D Ford, they still couldn't get anything done, and Bell was having a heyday on that side. So that's definitely something I would like to see improve. You know, he's—I want to see him do a little bit better from his side on pass rushing, but the run defense is something that we really got to see. And I think we'll see a lot more of Eric Berry kind of lining up close to him to give a little bit of help on that side. Because, I mean, I just don't think there's any. Any outside linebacker that's better than Justin Houston against the run, I mean, you just don't run to that side.
1: Right. I mean, there's not many line, outside linebackers better than Justin Houston in general. I know people want to throw out Khalil Mack and and Miller for in our own division. I mean, if you want to talk about some outside linebackers, our division is the best in the league. Mm-hmm. But the thing I see with Khalil Mack is inconsistency. Is is his thing is. Yes, he can get a bunch of pass rush, but his thing about him is I don't see the run-stop ability that Houston has. And with Miller, I don't see a lot of run-stop ability unless it's coming right at him. Um, I did see this, this preseason, though, um, with Ford. I saw a little bit of improvement in really stacking that tackle up With his inside arm, like just posting him up and really trying to stick with that outside arm, able to grab or at least slow down the running back to help. Um, One thing that I noticed a lot this preseason also is that when Ford was in, Houston wasn't in that the pass rush that they were getting was from Ford and from up the middle, which was really beautiful to see some pass rush up the middle. But with Ford, is they were understanding that they're getting there pretty quick, and they were getting the ball out pretty quick. Um, teams were really trying not to hold the ball very long versus us, um, especially uh, with Seattle. Um, and it was hard to just, it's hard to just tra- tackle Russell Wilson in general because of his athletic ability. Uh, there's not many uh, linemen and outside linebackers that can stick with him whenever he really wants to try and make some moves. Uh, but Ford was generally in there pretty quick uh, from the plays that I can remember. He was making some nice moves in pass rush, but I agree with you. His, his weakness has always been um, the run defense. Uh, He, his coverage has been okay. I would like to see that get a little better, but people also need to remember that Houston was a coverage person. Whenever he first came in um, the league, he, he couldn't cover really anybody. Um, uh, but he is probably one of the better cover linebackers now from the outside position. Um, also Houston needed to learn how to play outside linebacker at the NFL level, including the run defense. It took him only really half a season to do it, which is just astronomical in most cases, but Ford just may not be on the same learning curve that Houston is, uh, I think he's got real talent. I love his speed. I like the fact that he's really starting to play more instinctively than having to really think about it. Um, But I see some real flashes of of genius, especially when it comes down to pass rush um, from him in the preseason.
0: Yeah, I've seen they looked a little quicker, especially in the first game. But... You know, against Seattle with Justin Houston now, we saw him move over to Houston's side again, which was something that I did not want to see at all because you talk about how it's a completely different uh, play style when you're playing from the left to right. And, you know, we're, in his last game, you're putting him back on that left side where he was most of last season. And I would have liked to see him a lot more on his own side and see what he can do from there and just, you know, keeping that consistency.
1: Right. Uh, I think the only reason they did that is because I don't think Zombo can play from the left side. Um, So I don't think Zombo feels real comfortable with that. So they took their best athlete and they stuck him on the left side for that game. Um, I think it's going to be a different story come regular season because obviously Houston's going to be there. Mm -hmm. That's his spot. That's – he he wrecks right, right side tackles. I mean, he he is just a monster on that left side for the defense. Um, I don't think Ford's going to be as good as Tomba was whenever he was young. I would love to have Tomba and Ford at the same time, and they're both their prime, but that's just not going to happen. Tomba's got too many injuries, and, too, and he's just old. He, his body's starting to kind of break down on him, and it's that's just football, but... I think Ford having somebody day in, day out, and consistently on that left side on the that's on the size and speed and athletic ability of Houston is going to help him astronomically on the other side because they're not going to be able to chip on him. They're not going to be able to have a running back there every time because they're going to be worried about Houston. They're going to have someone chipping on Houston. They're going to have someone sitting back there waiting for Houston to come. So Ford's going to get his plenty of chances with having just one-on-one with a with a right – sorry, a left tackle. And especially now that we've got our defensive line that's healthy, I mean, he's going to have plenty of chances to get to that backfield um, – I just hope that our secondary can can hold just that slight second longer um, against the Patriots because we all know, like you said, that Tom Brady is one of those quarterbacks that really doesn't go deep too often. He just tears people up, you know, 10 to 15. And that's that's what you have to do is you have to make him hold it to his second and third option to get the sacks or to get the pressure. And I think Ford's going to have an opportunity – real early to demonstrate that he can do it i hope he does um but we'll see
0: all right so real quick before i let you go uh just kind of a quick prediction how you think the the offense or the defense will look against the patriots on thursday night
1: offensively I think we're going to throw some wrinkles at them that they haven't seen all preseason. Uh, just because we are going to put Hill on the outside, I think that we may end up running the ball a little bit more than people think. Um, I know they want us to go deep a whole bunch, but I think Hill this offseason learned to be a wide receiver and learned to run routes so much better. His route running this preseason was beautiful. He's really starting to, to learn how to set people up, and how to make breaks. So I think they're not just going to go deep with him. I think we're going to have a, a few more crossing routes. I think we're going to try and, like I said, throw some different wrinkles at him um, this, this first game, uh, especially versus the Patriots, who you have to do that with. Um, defensively, I think we're going to see a lot more blitzes. Uh, we really did not blitz that much during this preseason, and people were kind of worried about that. I think that's a scheme thing. I think it's you don't want to let the teams that you're going to be playing early understand your blitz schemes. Um understand our defensive coordinator loves to blitz. He loves to bring five people, he loves to bring six people at a time. Um and that's something that's really going to help us versus the Patriots is blitzing. We've got to blitz. We've got to make Tom Brady uncomfortable. Because if we go back to the game where we were in Kansas City, obviously, but we blitzed a lot. And that's really what caused him to throw four interceptions is that he was trying to put the ball places where he shouldn't have if he had time. And I feel that's going to be huge. We have got to blitz. We've got to make him uncomfortable.
0: Well, that's good stuff, man. Uh I think that's about it for today's show. But I want to thank you for coming on and joining me for this week's podcast. And, I guess, you know, you and I will talk after the game on Thursday. Hey, anytime. I'm
1: more than willing to come and talk. I love Chiefs football. I've been a fan all my life.
0: Well, that's it for us today, guys. Make sure you go check out the podcast over on Blog Talk Radio or wherever you listen to this podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that the second a new podcast comes out, you'll be able to get it immediately and listen. Thanks again for tuning in, and I will probably be putting out another one sometime this coming weekend after the game.